Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about Aventure, a new platform that's making venture capital available to the masses. It doesn't matter if you are an accredited or non-accredited investor. Aventure provides an opportunity to diversify your investment portfolio by providing access to investing in venture capital funds. The Aventure app provides everything you need to make startup investments, including extensive research material, seamless transaction processes, and allocation measures. For fund managers, Aventure seeks to help you streamline your operations and launch your fund. Now, typically, venture capital and startup investments are liquid, which is a major pain point in our industry. Aventure is fixing this by offering periodic withdrawals for its investors. I and many others in the industry are so excited about this launch. Their first fund launch is coming early next year. So if you want to be the first in the know, join their waitlist at aventure.vc. That's A-V-E-N-T-U-R-E dot V-C. Also check the link in the show notes. Aventure is a California-based fintech company and operates independently from investment advisors on its platform who may be registered as investment advisors in the U.S. or qualify for exempt reporting status. Hey, welcome to the Consumer VC. I'm your host, Mike Gelb. And on this podcast, where we discuss the intersection of venture capital and consumer innovation. If you're enjoying this show, also subscribe to my newsletter at theconsumervc.com to receive all episodes directly in your inbox and a weekly roundup of all the consumer venture deals happening. All content and episodes are for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not investment advice. Thank you, CJ Fowler, for the introduction to our guest today, Yanni Hofnagel founder and CEO of Lemon Perfect. Lemon Perfect is a super refreshing, full-flavored, hydrating lemon water with no sugar, artificial flavors, or sweeteners. I love it. I really enjoy drinking it. Big fan of the product. Yanni might have the most amount of energy and might be the most enthusiastic guest I've ever had on the show. We talk about him as a college basketball coach. What got him curious about Lemon Water, how he ended up founding Lemon Perfect and raised capital and builds a network where he didn't have one in VCs. Um, also, how he was able to get into national distribution, as well as landing Beyonce and other celebrities as investors. Without further ado, here's Yanni. Yanni, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? You know what? I'm feeling great. It's great being with you. It's so great being with you, Yanni. I've been looking forward to this all week. Tell me a bit about the beginning. So, you know, I know you got, I know you're really into basketball. What actually led you to become like a basketball coach and also interested in like health and nutrition? And it's a great, it's a great question. When I was six years old, um, it was at the, uh, I think the height of, I don't know if you remember the, the starting lineup figurines. Um, and, uh, I would go under the covers with, uh, with the starting lineups and coach the teams against each other, you know? So, um, I think my, my, enthusiasm for, for coaching started early. Um, and then, um, you know, I played high school basketball. I also played, uh, lacrosse in high school and then in college. But, um, the, 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 the story, uh, the basketball story is I got cut from my high school team going into my junior year, the varsity team. Was that pretty devastating? Yeah, it was traumatic. Uh, one of the early traumas, right, in 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 my life, or or short duration traumas, anyway, because uh, you absorb it, right, and and as we continue to do what uh, 50, 25 years later, 
you got to wake up the next day and take another step and figure it out. Right. Um, and uh, and so the next day, my step was to the principal's office. And I said, is there any way that we could record the games on the local access TV network? Right. Could I go and do the color commentary? And I had a friend uh, Ed Cohen who was going to do the play by play. And now Ed is the radio voice of the New York Knicks. So his career in sports broadcasting has certainly accelerated very, very nicely. But but yes, we we game one, Ed and I were on the call on Scarsdale Cable 72. And and um and so uh uh I was back in the principal's office a few weeks later because I was yelling and screaming that the coach wasn't using his timeouts properly. So anyway, um but uh I've always had uh, an inflammable enthusiasm for for coaching and for basketball. Um, uh, when I when I was at Cornell, um, I, I I actually was in the varsity weight room um, uh, for for lacrosse, and I ran into one of the assistant basketball coaches, and we we got into a big basketball conversation. Uh, and within a few weeks, uh, I was a student manager for the men's basketball team, mopping sweat off the floor, and and, and really that's how my coaching career started. I, I got an internship with the New Jersey Nets in the basketball operations department uh, the summer after Cornell. And, and, and then the, you know, the story continues from there, but um, you know, I'm lucky in that here I am, um, you know, what, 20 years uh, since I've been a manager and I'm still coaching just a, a, a larger team than a basketball team with, with certainly uh, you could argue much bigger upside, but I'm having a lot of fun. So what, and I know like, I know you like left and you, you, you were also the assistant coach, I believe at Oklahoma and, and helped, you know, Blake, Gri- Blake Griffin, um, as well, like develop and, um, and everything. Um, but, um, and what, what made you decide? I know you were like flipping around different universities as, as, as assistant coach, what led you to starting, you know, lemon perfect and kind of like the insight led you to starting a CBG business. Yeah. Point of clarification, uh, Blake Griffin helped Blake Griffin develop. I, 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 I was just, I, I was, I was fortunate enough to be on the court rebounding the basketball for, for, for Blake okay. and for okay. Taylor, uh, his older brother, uh, hardest worker, uh, that I've ever been around. I mean, just, uh, tenacious, um, and has remained a good friend from the first pass that I threw to him and, and is a major investor, um, in Lemon Perfect, uh, first, Round uh, pre-revenue, so grateful to my friendship with him, um, Mike. So I went from I was a graduate assistant at Oklahoma. My first day of summer school was Blake's first day of summer school. My first day of summer school in the master's program. Obviously, J- Blake's first day of summer school in the undergraduate program. But uh, I remember running upstairs and telling my mom, "I think this is going to work out just fine." Um, and uh, so two years at Oklahoma as a graduate assistant. I went to Harvard as an assistant coach for four years, uh, Harvard for four, Vanderbilt in the SEC for one, Cal Berkeley in the Pac-12 for two. And then my last stop coaching college basketball was at the University of Nevada in Reno. And that's where this idea was hatched. The short story, Mike, is I was on a recruiting trip to Santa Rosa Junior College. And towards the tail end of the trip, from Reno to Santa Rosa, you go through Petaluma at the end of the trip. And um, I'm a big coffee drinker um, and love Starbucks. And I saw a Starbucks 
in a strip mall out of the corner of my eye. I said, let me just stop in and grab a nice coffee for the rest of the trip. And in that same strip mall was uh, a Max Nutrition, uh, a GNC type of, of store. And I went in uh, to get a couple of protein bars and I was wearing my Nevada basketball polo and um, the man working behind the register, uh, his name is Matt. And, and he said, uh, do you work for the team? I said, yes, I'm an assistant, assistant, assistant coach. And, and Matt said, my God, my dream, his eyes lit up. He said, my dream is to be a strength and conditioning coach for an NBA basketball team. And, uh, and so I said, Matt, listen, I've got a great network. And if I can ever be helpful, let me know. Uh, here's my card. Uh, 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 call me, text me, email me anytime. About a month later, Mike, he sent me a draft of a book that he was working on with a friend uh, on the keto diet, the ketogenic diet, which this is late 2016. So really before keto was in the mainstream psychology of the American consumer, right? And, and um, you know, it's certainly leveled off since. Uh, but in the back of Matt's book were all these sample meal plans. And every day started by drinking organic lemon water. And I was, listen, I was searching a little bit for some structure around my diet and workout routine. And uh, I really like Matt. So I said, I'm in Matt, A through Z, let's do it. And organic lemon water in the morning became really a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. Um, I'm not sure I understood all the health benefits at that time, but it was a great way to start the day, right? Two things for me, uh, make my bed, and lemon water in the morning. And if you do those two things, or at least when I started doing those two things back to back, it really set the foundation for a really good day, right? And um, and so, uh, you know, what I will tell you though is that's a painful process if you're doing it on your own, the act of, of making lemon water in the morning, right? At least for me, buy organic lemons, cut the lemon, squeeze the lemon juice all over, bland taste. I mean, most mornings you just throw your hands up in the air and you say, you know, the hell with this. But but I'm in the locker room. I stuck with it. I'm in the locker room, the video room, actually, uh, towards the end of the season. And all of our players um, are drinking vitamin water, Gatorade. Our coaching staff, actually, uh, Coach Musselman and his wife, Danielle, uh, they were on a buy kick, uh, right? This is 2017 at the very height of buy's growth story. And uh, um, I just kind of had a moment. I said, hold on. Can we take organic lemon water and give it the flavor profile that resonates, right? And um, here's the truth. That seed of the journey, right? Great flavor that's also good for you has been the bedrock of our brand from minute one. It's not like I ran out of the locker room though and said, my God, I'm going to go start a beverage company, right? Like we're, 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 we're in the thick of, of, of the Mountain West race and we ended up winning the Mountain West Tournament Championship, going to the NCAA Tournament, losing to Iowa State in the first round in Milwaukee. And uh, what generally happens, Mike, is after the season, the assistants take a couple of days just to catch their breath uh, before getting back out on the recruiting trail. And, and, and my couple of days were in Santa Monica, California. Um, I, I was staying with a friend, John, and uh, we were at M Street Kitchen uh, um, on Main Street in Santa Monica having lunch. And I said, John, you know, what do you think of this idea? Right. And uh, uh, remember, all we knew at the time or all I knew at the time was lemon water in the morning. And John said he said something. He's very entrepreneur friend. And he said something that, you know, has has 
basically changed my life and the life of many others. He said, anything that you can build that can capture a piece of someone's daily routine, what they do in the morning when they first get up, what they do at night when they go to sleep, or any point B, C, D, E in between is worth going for. And Mike, I jumped up from the table. I said, John, I'm going for it, right? And that night I Googled how to start a beverage brand. True story. Um, and uh, what I would tell you is the moments from uh, uh, April of 2017 to uh, a shelf-stable formulation were painful and dark. Um, but somehow, some way, we were able to walk through that darkness take another step and another step. And now here we are building something that, um, you know, we think can be as big as any emerging beverage brand has ever built. Thank you so much for, for walking us all through that. And it's, it's, it's so interesting because I recently I had on Chris, the founder of AG one and it's, um, and it's interesting because he also wanted to, even though of course, lemon perfect and AG one is a complete, you know, two very different products, but, the notion about this is a routine and part of your morning routine, um, it's it's similar, right? And you see like, I, I, I mean, I see like, I feel like a number of brands that are trying to kind of capture this of, hey, let's actually build our product into a habit. And this is the reasons why um, it should be a, it should be part of your daily habit, right? No, no question. And And what they've done is remarkable. I mean, you're talking about you know, one of the gold standards in all of consumer in terms of the business that they've built and they and the the loyalty or the fandom that they have. So um, major, 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 uh, um, you know, props to them for the business that they've built. But yes, they've captured routine, right? Something that you do every morning that you wake up, but not only routine, Mike. What they've captured is a routine around health and wellness, and feeling good, right? Uh, AG1, uh, the nutritional deck of that product uh, is, is incredible. I'll make the same argument for the superfood power of lemons and hydration in the morning, right? Before your morning coffee or anytime hydration in the case of now lemon. Perfect. But not only are they, are, are, are AG1 and lemon perfect root, great part of your routine, daily routine, they're also good for you, right? So you can watch TV every night. That's a part of your daily routine. I would argue that's probably not great for you. So I, I and again, I'm not, listen, that's just, that, I mean, that's the, the science would tell you that watching TV at night before you go to sleep, if that's what you do, is probably not the best thing for you. Uh, so, so uh, you know, and I pulled that one out. I think there are probably other daily routines that, that are, more damaging than watching TV at night. But the point is, is that AG1 Lemon Perfect daily routine, box checked, good for you, box checked. And that's a circle that is hard to jump into. And I think why you see the enthusiasm, not only from consumers, but from investors, retailers, distributors for both products. So let's take let's take it back to that moment, right? When you jumped up and you said, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to build this business." When you kind of captured that moment of figuring out that, okay, yes, this is a very you know great product that's helped me um, uh, in my life taking it every day. But not only that, it can also be a routine product or like a new habit for a consumer. So kind of like check and check. 
that, okay, maybe there's actually something here. Maybe it has legs. After you went and uh, started Googling how to actually build a CPG product, like what were your first steps afterwards? Painful ones. Um, you know, you know, Mike, the first step was naming the product. And that was challenging, right? I didn't want to invest my big, big dollars because they were my dollars. And I didn't make a lot of money coaching college basketball. You know, the last couple of years were good. But but I knew that before we thought about product, we should think about name and IP because you need that first. So that took me some time. Um, I actually registered the domain name Lemon Perfect uh, on a street corner in Paris, June 13th, 2017. My dad is from France because of the, the, the schedule of college basketball. You know, you go from your season to recruiting and then back to the season. Like there's no, there's no time off ever. It, I hadn't been to France with my dad in a few years. And so, so it was a, it was a really special trip. And we were at the Peninsula Hotel on a beautiful summer day. It was me, my mom, and my dad. And I was really stuck on name. And I don't know, Mike, we took a left out of the hotel. And as I'm walking down a street in Paris, the name, boom, just came to me. And, uh, you know, I honestly, from my, from my iPhone, and remember, this is like where I think... In 2017, I still think data was like $10 a minute, like overseas, like international, right? Um, but there it was. And it said, uh, domain name available. And for $11, we registered the domain name June 13, 2017. I consider that day one. Uh, I really do. I consider that day one. Uh, and then when I got back home, uh, we started thinking about, or I started trying to figure out who was going to help us with the initial formulation. Um, and with a couple of false starts only, we ended up finding um, a, a group of, of, of beverage formulators uh, that we're still with today. Uh, shout out Marty Molina at OBI uh, and his group. Um, uh, but I tried the product for the first time August 28th. 2017. And I knew Mike right away that we had something really special because we won on taste and we won on nutritional deck. And you have to check those two boxes for sure before you can start to think about the third box, which is packaging, and the fourth box, which is people. But you have to win on product, okay? Um, and, 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 we got that right. We got that right uh, right away. Uh, one revision. We actually took down the sweetness a little bit, and then we had it nailed. And uh, you know, we 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 figured out. Uh, you know, I have a very Main Street USA uh, uh, palette, if you will, and I think that served us well as we've thought about uh, product and flavor. It's also interesting, and I'm kind of curious when you. Did you always think about the product always being a liquid? And what I mean by that is when I think about hydration in this space, especially maybe what's going on in 2017, there's quite a few um, uh, hydration uh, powders, right? Like liquid IV um, and kind of different, you know, 
um, ones there was 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 kind of actually having it already, you know, in water diluted or just, you know, as its product itself. Was that always kind of part of the plan? Um, or did you ever think that there was another way to actually present the product? I, I think I would answer that, that early, early on, I think I had a lot of different ideas for where Lemon Perfect could go, right? I mean, Mike, I think I'm embarrassed to say it, but in our original deck, our pre-seed round, I said that Lemon Perfect could become lip balm and deodorant and a powder and sunscreen. I don't even know what else I had on the list. Um, I could, a couple clips on my monitor here, I could go, go through it. It is fascinating and fun to look back on. Uh, again, remember, I didn't know anything when we started. I've, I've now, I'm five years in and I have my PhD in beverage. Uh, but what I will tell you, Mike, is uh, um, it didn't take me long uh, to uh, memorize three ticker symbols, KO, PEP, and KDP. And all they care about is liquid volume. And uh, I would tell you that I think we realized, or at least I realized early on, that if we're going to put ourselves through the pain of this journey, we're going to certainly dream in the biggest possible way. And the biggest possible way is liquidity to one of the big soda strategics. And they are built for liquid distribution. Got it. Got it. And so so it was actually more of a thought process around um, kind of actually taking like, what's the end goal ultimately? And so, um, or where do you see this most succeeding in the long term? Which it, which then it would be an exit towards, you know, um, one of the big beverage companies, which actually makes a lot of sense. Sure, and 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 what 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 I'll say, Mike, is is those are three paths to liquidity, right? There are others, right? So so you know, who knows where the story plays out? And we're a long way from that. But what I will tell you is, any entrepreneur that raises one dollar of capital or hires one person better have a damn good idea of where they want to end up. And I had a good idea or a great idea of where I wanted Lemon Perfect to end up before we sold one bottle. So you're experimenting with flavors. And as you say, it, it took a few tries, but, um, but, but you got the right you know, mix and an amazing tasting um, product. And, and also we're able to find a co-manufacturer as well um, for it. Like, after that, is that when you raise raise your pre-seed or, or when were you thinking about raising capital and what were also kind of like the first steps in terms of how you thought about your your different sales channels? Yeah, so what happened, uh, uh, Mike, was, was um, I worked with um, a small little agency on, on, on packaging at the beginning. Um, and the work was, the, the, the work was not very good. We, we, we got what we paid for. We spent a few thousand dollars on it. Um, and then I was in Los Angeles and I, um, I saw a bunch of print ads on, uh, bus stops for ritual, the women's vitamin. Um, and, uh, at the time, uh, women's vitamin, they've now added, uh, a, a men's multivitamin and and I said, my God, that's excellent branding. And then I went on a quest 
to figure out who built that branding. And um, uh, I found uh, the, the woman. Uh, she was actually full-time with Ritual at the time, but, but uh, was open to some consulting work on the side. And uh, I met with her at Dinosaur, uh, Dinosaur Coffee in Silver Lake. Um, and uh, um, she was reluctant to take on new projects. I will tell you that by the end of that coffee, she took on Lemon Perfect. Um, but uh, she built the updated branding or the, what I would say the A to B, we're now C in terms of our visual aesthetic. But when I looked at her hourly rate and deservedly so, I said, okay, I'm either staring a big American Express bill in the, in the face that I'm not sure if I can pay back or we got to go raise some economics. And this is, by the way, no, sorry to interrupt, but, but this, is, this is, by the way, like you don't have any product on shelf, right? You're still like building the brand. Like, you don't, it, it, is that right? The way I was um, sampling product was uh, Marty would send me half gallon jugs. I was buying four ounce bottles on Amazon and I was filling those four ounce bottles and closing them myself um, and then running around New York City with a leaky cooler. And that's how that's how we served samples at the beginning to all of our early investors. And and so so there was that we were so far away from commercializing the product, Mike, at that time. Um, and look, uh, we raised our first dollar on a one sheet of bottle design uh, and the and four ounce bottles that I was filling in my kitchen. And uh, what I would tell you is my first investor meeting was in Naples, Florida. And uh, this was November of 17. And, and, and let me just actually back up. When I went to go raise, I didn't know what had to raise five cents, Mike. And so I went to one of my venture friends. And I said, I said, Vasu, what, what, what do I do? How do I do this? He said, you're going to raise this as a convertible note. I said, a convertible what? Um, you know, and uh, he said, how much money do you think you need to raise? I said, I have no idea how much money I have to raise. So uh, that, that's how this started. And uh, in that first, that first meeting, in Naples, Florida, I was down there because our sweetener supplier, that's where their HQ was. I wanted to build a relationship with them. And our sales guy said, I know this guy He's looking to invest. He just sold his business. He threw me out of his house in about 10 minutes. And I remember sitting in his driveway with Mark Eisenacher and Mark damn near crying saying, Mark, I got to go back and coach college basketball. Um, I don't know. That was maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I met with the next meeting I had was on a Friday um, in uh, in Manhattan, and it was at Smith's uh, on the uh, on the uh, on the Upper West Side. And um, I sat down with he was a friend of a friend, and I, I sat down with him, and he said, "My God, I I, I love the product." Uh, I said, "Danny, that's awesome." He said, "Listen, I'm in. I just need to check with my wife." Um, and Mike, all I had. Was that four? So I then I was living with my mom and dad. I moved back with my mom and dad at the time, 
And, and so I'm on the Upper East Side. He's on the Upper West Side. I literally, Mike, I sprinted across Central Park to run home and get, because I didn't want to wait for the bus. Boom, you know, and I came back. His wife tried the product. Kids tried the product. That night, he called me. He said, I, I want to invest $50,000. Uh, and hey, I've got a couple of other friends that are interested here. And listen, we ended up raising uh, $1.2595 million dollars um, from 40 unbelievable uh, friends and family. Um, and uh, without that group, we um, we certainly wouldn't be in the position that we're in today. But they took a bet at the time where if you take everything out, except for my enthusiasm and the product, they should have put those dollars anywhere else. But I commend them for believing in the product and believing in me. And you're talking about a group that I think when this thing is all said and done, we'll be looking at 40, 50 or 60 X return on capital. That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, how are you able to raise you know, over a million there? And they had such belief in you and also belief in the product, even though you know this was your first time um, starting a, a beverage company, right? And so, um, but they kind of knew that, you know, or hoped that that you were just going to figure it out because you had such an amazing product itself, and off, and obviously seemed like an eye as well for for what really good branding is too. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, we 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 got our packaging right. I mean that, and that you know, that's a whole nother story, Mike. We we I moved out, so anyway, once we had. Once we had, uh, once, once we had, um, you know, the, the, the first 1.2 million, um, you know, I moved out to Southern California because I felt like that was the best place for Lemon Perfect to launch, right? Um, you have, you know, a pretty dense natural channel retailer action there. And, um, and what I will tell you is when I went out to, when I went out to Southern California, um, we ran our first product, HPP. Okay. So a keep refrigerated product. Let me, let me, that, that's how this thing started. And we were, I put a pressure sensitive label on keep refrigerated product and Mike, when the bottles came off the line for the first time, lying is a generous word. Um, I think we were probably filling, um, I, I'm going to say about 20 bottles a minute. It was a six head filler. So uh, today we run 600 bottles a minute for perspective. But um, when I look at the packaging in my hands, I had a really low moment. I said, my God, I don't think this works on the shelf. And it was the first learning for me, Mike. Why? That why what something think, looks like. Why did you think it worked on the, like what were like some of the traits? Not enough color. Not a lot, not enough visual architecture in terms of messaging. Um, it just felt medicinal and plain. And you only get one shot to launch. 
right? Like you get one shot, right? And, and I mean, it's, listen, obviously you could have multiple opportunities, but you really get one opportunity to announce yourself to the world. And you have to make as an entrepreneur, if you're going to somehow, some way, especially in food and beverage, but if you're going to actually cross the finish line as the last team standing, you've got to make some big decisions along the way. And then you also have to get some very fortuitous bounces. We've done both, right? We've made some really big bets that have paid off and we've gotten lucky bounces. Now, deciding to not launch and change the packaging was the first big bet. So I had 40 investors. And remember, they had been waiting. I mean, this is like, you know, we're talking about uh, at this point, June, July of, of, of 20, 2018. And we had an authorization in Bristol Farms. So part of the reason why I moved to Southern California is because my college roommate, his brother was on the management team at Bristol. And so I said, my God, at least I think we've got a chance to get into 12 stores, 13 now. Um, and uh, Roger, the buyer, he loved the produce buyer. And I called 40 investors and Roger at Bristol Farms. And I said, we're going to delay our launch and we're going to figure out our packaging. And it was tough, Mike. It's really tough. And I only had one bullet, right? Like I had to figure out who was the best partner here to go redesign our packaging. And we work with Frank Collective in Los Angeles. They also have an office in New York. And there's a cool story here. We were having some trouble. And I didn't know what to do. And and, and so I went on Amazon, Mike, and I got a tray of poker chips. And the next meeting that I had with Frank Collective, I took the chips out. I put them on the table, all of them. And I said, I'm all in. I got nowhere else to turn. And the next week we built what the framework of what you see in the marketplace today. And when we did end up launching the brand in, in September of 2018, very quickly, we established proof of concept. Now we supported it. Mike, we said we're going to be an inch deep and a mile wide from day one. And we crushed it in Bristol. We crushed it in Lazy Acres. We crushed it in Erewhon. And then we took the data of those 22 stores. We got Whole Foods in the Southern Pacific region. We got Whole Foods in the Northeast. And then boom, 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 boom. But if we don't change the packaging, we don't survive in advance. And that was one of what what I call three big decisions that we made that have allowed us to continue to be in the position that we're in today and and and, and building what we believe will be a billion dollar beverage business. Thanks for that story, Yadi. Um, and I also just appreciate how you thought about scaling as well in the natural channel, 
um, and just how you also well love to kind of actually learn more about how you think about sales channels kind of overall and in terms of where which retailers make sense for Lemon Perfect, as well as when you think about the price of your product, your approach there, um, and just overall, just how you think about like your kind of omni-channel strategy. Yeah, I mean, for Lemon Perfect, every channel is important, right? Um, what I will tell you is, as soon as we went shelf-stable, um, and that was big bet number three, big bet number two was... Between changing the packaging and going shelf stable, I had a lot of darkness. Even though we saw some early turns, I was struggling hiring. I was struggling running the business. And and Mike, I was in such a dark place, I almost took myself out of the CEO seat. I found someone to help me run the company or run the company, and I would go be chief X officer. And at the midnight hour, there was a signed DocuSign. The, 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 there were, this particular person, he had signed the DocuSign. And I woke up the next morning and I basically said, I said, if we're going to do this, I'm going to take it. And I'm either going to walk out of my office in a, in a Rolls Royce or I'm going to be carried out in a box. And, 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 um, that's the truth. And, uh, we really haven't looked back since that day, but, but, uh, to number three. So we go shelf stable, right? And, and Mike, the reason why we did that is because you can't win in beverage cold game over, uh, especially now as you have less distribution in the cold chain. Um, I mean, you could listen, like there can be, I mean, you know, we saw it with Suja. There's, there could be some sort of transaction, but not, not, not a big one. And, and so I recognized that early on. We were living in the produce set, um, but you can't build the display activity, and you can't get everywhere from a distribution perspective unless you're dry, unless you're shelf stable. So in essence, what we did is we canceled all of our meetings. At the end of, or the summer of 2019, we had, I mean, we had a meeting with Target with the produce buyer. We had a lot of action and we ended up canceling them all and instead going into the, the lab and figuring out how to come out with shelf stable versions of Lemon Perfect. And I would tell you that the shelf stable version of Lemon Perfect is better than, than the original HPP product. So go back to channels. So we knew we wanted to play in enhanced water, right? Big category, two major transactions, vitamin water, 2007, $4.2 billion. By 2017, $1.7 billion, right? We go back to this concept of flavor, right? Um, And so we sent product to a bunch of retailers, conventional retailers, uh, really just throwing the football down the field and hoping that someone would run under it. And and uh, we sent samples to Publix. And that was our big moment when Publix took a chance on us. 
Jeff Smith, um, who was the category manager then, um, took a big chance on us. Um, Jeff is no longer on the desk. He's at Publix. He's become a great friend. And that's the thing, Mike. Sometimes you just need one person, one person to bet on you in a big way. And it can change the landscape of, of, of everything. But anyway, um, Publix takes a chance on us and they don't tell us, hey, we're going to test you in 100 stores, 200 stores, 300 stores. All 1250. <laughs> Lemon Perfect going in. Okay. Mind you, we had just started running shelf-stable product. This is January of 2020. Interesting timing. So how about this? If we stayed cold for even another few months, COVID hits, and you have massive dislocation. If we don't pivot at that time, we go home. That's it. Game over. We go home. We were one of the, we were one of the last brands to go into Amazon's warehouse before they started shutting it down to new brands for a period of months. Think about that. And, you know, um, you know, I like to tell the story of us having product on the floor in a lot of places and for shelf stable product. Okay. And listen, everything else in the store was wiped out when COVID hit. Here's lemon perfect. And shoot, if you're the last thing in the store, people are going to buy you. So, uh, we, we were able to get a bunch of movement just because we, no one knew who we were. We were the last product in the store. Uh, and uh, but we had we were just literally able to put pallets in stores and there was nothing less left else left. Um, so but anyway, um, you know, we get the public's opportunity early 2020 and uh, we just said we have to go after it and support this business. And, uh, you know, we put seven people against the business in the market on day one. Um, you know, Publix now is an incredible retailer for us amongst a bunch of others. Um, but. You know, you're talking about double digit, you know, dollar and unit share in Publix, you know, a little over two years in. It's it's a remarkable, remarkable story. It really is. And it's also just really interesting, the timing of it, as you say, January 2020, uh, shifting towards shelf stable um, and, you know, and uh, and see actually, you know, the tailwind of COVID um, that's actually worked out Um uh, for the, for the better for your company, which is um, pretty interesting too. Um, how, how how that all happened? We've had to battle through a lot, Mike. I mean, think about it. You've got you've got COVID nineteen, right. right? And and the 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 dislocation that the pandemic caused, right? Um, and that's challenging, right? You're trying to get retailers to 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 meet with you. You're trying to sign distributors. You can't meet with anyone in person. You can't energize, you know, your distributor partners. Um, and then, you know, you go from that to 40 year high inflation, right? I mean, think about, you know, and, and, and in the midst of all of that, you know, geopolitical unrest. I mean, we have battled through, you know, just such an incredibly turbulent time and it really has hardened us. And, and made us tougher. And now, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you get a really nice inflation print this morning. Um, 
you know, or yesterday, I'm sorry. And, and the days they run together, Mike, when you're in this chair. Um, but, you know, maybe there's some, some clearing now at a more macro level, right? But what is certain is that even through the face of all of that, what we've had to battle through, Lemon Perfect is smoking hot. And we've been able to build a lot of momentum. So now I think for me and for our entire organization, how exciting is the idea of actually having, you know, runway without, you know, macro hurdles to have to continue to jump over, right? Mike, it's a lot easier to sprint a hundred meter dash than to hurdle a hundred meters, right? You can get, you know, it's, it's not only easier, but it's also, you're going to get to the finish line a little bit faster. So, um, you know, that's what I would equate it to, right? Ho- hopefully some of the, the obstacles that we can't control, right? I mean, uh, start to ease. We're seeing that on the supply chain now. Um, you know, we, we didn't take price last year, which is, is now proving to be a really good decision for us. Um, you know, because we've been able to increase our share in the category, um, you know, as other brands have seen unit share decline. Um, no, thanks for, thanks for walking us through that. Um, how, how as well does overall have you thought about the category, um, of, you know, of just hydration in general? Like, how do you, how do you even think about how the category, um, has, I mean, obviously the hydration, when you think about hydration, you obviously think water first, but how do you think about like some of the other players that have come into the space and where kind of lemon perfect head, uh, sits maybe on price or just what have you? Yeah. I mean, you know, Mike, for us, we, we play in enhanced water, right? We consider, mm-hmm. we consider that category, you know, our, our competition, right? So, you know, buy, uh, uh, vitamin water, uh, propel, hint, roar. Um, you know, that, that's the group that we're, you know, playing against. Um, vitamin water has a, a massive share of the category. Call it, you know, 44 to 46, uh, both on, on dollars and on units, just massive share. Um, but it's a category that has seen really no innovation since what Ben and Ken did it by in, in call it the early, you know, 2010s, right? Like, um, and, and, um, you know, we, we, we believe that we're bringing, uh, real innovation to a stale category, um, by checking all of the relevant consumer boxes, right? Um, you know, being at the forefront of, of a lot of it, right? We are the first enhanced water brand to ever be plastic neutral. Uh, that is uh, something that came into effect for us October 1st. We're very, very proud of that. Um, but, you know, we're the only squeeze from real fruit, zero sugar, full of flavor, plastic neutral product in the market. And, you know, when you layer one on top of one on top of one on top of one, you know, it's proving to be a really good formula for us. And it's resonating uh, with the consumer. Um, and, you know, look, uh, I would argue that, that our sales strategy is as sophisticated as any emerging brand, um, in, 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 in beverage, uh, led by Jim Brennan, our president and chief revenue officer, who had a story career at, at Coke, 
uh, Brian Arcus, our senior vice president of field sales and distribution. We've got an incredible leadership group across the business, but certainly on the sales side. And, and um, you know, we've been able to set a strategy uh, that has allowed us uh, oftentimes to remove price as a barrier to trial, okay, um, without sacrificing, uh, you know, our margin math. And, um, you know, that's obviously a, a, a hard paradigm, but we figured out, I think we figured out price. Um, we've certainly figured out packaging. We've certainly figured out product and I'll put our people up against anyone. And so we, we've got the four P's. Um, but, um, you know, Mike, having said that, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, I can assure you that the incumbent players in the space and the brands that live behind us in terms of share, everyone is trying to fight for a piece of our magic uh, that we're putting out there right now. So I know, I know also you have, you know, a number of celebrities that have invested in your company as well. Um, and um, a lot of kind of high profile um, people. What are your thoughts around taking money from celebrities? How also um, have you maybe worked with them or not worked with them um, in regards to Lemon Perfect? Mike, I haven't made one uh, solicitous phone call since I started Lemon Perfect. Not one. Um, you know, not around, not around um, in, in, in uh, investing or investors and not around uh, people of influence. Uh, the inbounds have come to me because of a true, um, uh, you know, um, love and admiration of the product, um, the packaging, right? And, and so, you know, and, and, and what I will tell you is, um, maybe, you know, the first couple of rounds notwithstanding, but once we got a little momentum and traction and real data story, I would tell you that, each financing uh, has has been when you think about risk reward and adjusted returns. I, I would tell you that we've had really good opportunities for investment, uh, and and I think that's how our our celebrity partners have looked at Lemon Perfect. First, is hey, this is a really interesting opportunity, right? I mean, uh, venture is challenging. Uh, you're going to have probably, you know, more zeros than heroes. But I think people look at this opportunity, the investment teams around our, around our partners. Um, and they think that this has a chance to be a hero. Um, and so when you think about where we can scale the business, um, we've always tried to prioritize finding a really good balance, um, of, of, you know, raising at a higher, uh, valuation, but also, you know, making sure that our investors feel really good about their entry points. Um, and, um, shoot, we've, we've always oversubscribed all six financing. So, so, um, I guess I've done a poor job as a market maker, but, but, but the, 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 the truth is, is that we're proud, um, you know, to have such an incredible group of capital partners, um, of which our celebrity capital partners are, are a part. And Mike, look, we've got celebrity partners that have chosen to remain unnamed in, in, you know, in these financings. And then we have celebrity partners that, that have allowed us to publish 
you know, their name as it pertains to the financing. And, you know, Beyonce is is one of those names. And we're incredibly proud and honored and humbled and grateful to have her be a part of our story. Um, but um, we've got 300 incredible capital partners. Smallest check to, to invest was $5,000 in our pre-seed. And we have, um, you know, a capital partner that has put over $8 million in the business now. So, um, you know, it's a big spread, big range. But what I will tell you is all of our investors, they become a megaphone for our mission. And um, when you have such a big group of of, of stakeholders, um, it certainly helps propel the business forward. What has been, because um, I know that now, you know, you're much more of a growth stage company. You're no longer an, an early stage company in thousands upon thousands of stores um, nationally. How has your role, do you feel, as CEO changed from, from an early stage brand and growth stage? And what's been like the hardest part um, right now in this stage of the business for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, for, for me, you, you hire great people and then you let them run, right? And then, and so now my job now is, is more around, you know, hire the just, just vision, right? Culture, right? How do I run around America and energize our entire organization? Right. I mean, and, and that's that, that Mike, I think is my superpower, my strength. Right. Uh, um, you know, a lot of work on, um, you know, what I would call the, 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 the supply chain side of our business, contract manufacturing agreements. Um, and, and Neha Soy, who runs supply chain for us, is an absolute killer and has done an incredible job. Um, look, Mike, we, 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 we will we've raised um you know, a lot more than the 1.2595 million that I talked about early in the episode. Um, I think publicly right now we're at, uh, you know, uh, $42 million. Um, we, we have raised more than that. And, and, and so, um, you know, and, and with that, our balance sheet has never been better than it is in this moment today. Um, but I got to think about the entire business. Um, you know, I, I got to, at the end of the day, I got to be the one to stamp, you know, just about everything that we do. But but it's just a stamp, Mike. You got to You got to let your people run and make decisions. And and yeah, pulling back from from uh, the 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 weeds, the day to day. It's challenging, right? Because it's just my nature that you 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 want to make sure you're involved in it. But I love our group, and 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 so yes, as the business scales. It's harder to see everything every day and you just got to trust your people. Um, and that's why people is really your product at the end of the day, right? Like it's, it's everything that we do now is about, you know, the, the, the people and culture that we have in the organization. I appreciate that. And I think that's a great, great note to, to end on. Yanni, thanks again so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time. Mike, that was awesome. What an hour. And there you have it. It was awesome chatting with Yanni and having him on the show. Yanni, thanks again so much for coming on. I highly recommend following him on Twitter at YHuffNagel. And also enjoying Slim and Perfect. Thanks for listening, folks. If you also love this content and learning more about consumer startups and VC, subscribe to the newsletter at theconsumervc.substack.com, also available in show notes. Thanks for listening. Oh,